Hi everyone, welcome back to the uh, SoCode podcast. That's the uh, podcast um, designed for product managers and product owners where we uh, bring in product leaders and talk about uh, best practice and share stories. Um, last uh, On the last episode, we had Anthony Murphy discussing dual track um, career paths within product management. Um, it was such a great episode that you know we managed to do this intercontinental. Anthony joined us all the way from Australia. And as a result of Zoom and the technology we have access to, we were able to do so. Um, but there's, you know, despite Zoom interactions, there's always a, I think there's always a human need for face-to-face interactions. Uh, and as a result of that today, um, we've got Bree joining us today to, um, we thought we'd do this face-to-face. Yeah. So um, I've got uh, Bree Pegum from uh, CPO at Imogen. Um, Bree, why don't you introduce yourself? Thanks, Maruf. Um, yeah, like Maruf, uh, we all have enjoyed the benefits of connecting at a distance. Um, in my role as the Chief Product Officer at Imogen, I really, I think, struggled a bit during the pandemic to find ways to connect with my colleagues. Um, we've got a commercial team, engineering team, and we really, I think, have come through it much stronger and communications have gotten a lot stronger, but we, we really, too, also want to get back and, and have more face-to-face interactions and spend some time in the office and, and some time with one another. Um, so just yesterday I was out with some friends uh, after work, we, we decided to, to go out and celebrate a bit and two of the questions that came up with everyone, and these are people that we've been seeing back in the office for, for weeks now, is still, do you have any travel coming up? Where are you going? What do you got planned? You, you went on a business trip? Oh my gosh, what was that like? Um, oh my gosh, you actually are going on holiday. Where have you booked? I don't know. There's everything. It seems like there's so many options. So there's this real pent up uh, excitement about getting out in the world and exploring and I think that just really feeds into our, our general curiosity as humans and we we want to see more, we want to reconnect with people. Um, but the second question is also, so what's your schedule now? How many days are you going into the office? What's expected? You know, or Do you have to go in those days? Do you have something fixed or is your boss flexible? Um, so you and I have been talking a bit about you know what the the outcome of the pandemic is and how people are thinking differently about how to structure their their time. What, what kind of things are you seeing? What kind of things are you hearing from candidates and businesses about those changing expectations? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's just so diverse. Mm. Everyone has a different opinion on this. Um, you know, and it's, it's that right balance. I don't, I don't think necessarily there's one shoe fits all. It's, it's that right balance and what works for each organization. Um, in terms of the market, I think fully remote um, or certain, certainly an aspect of remote working, uh, hybrid working is, is a minimum expectation. Um, I think uh, everyone demonstrated over the, um, over the pandemic when we had to work from home that it's achievable. Um, now that we're transitioning back into people coming into the offices, it, it's finding that balance and everyone has a different stance on it. <laughs> I'm sure you found this internally as well. Um, I think it's dependent on a, num- on a number of things. Um, I think depending on project timelines, yeah. sometimes um, things will you know, shoot upwards in terms of expectation. Uh, there'll be times where travel's required less often. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a really varied one, and I think every client that I speak to, or every candidate that I speak to, there's always a different expectation. Now we were certainly having those discussions and balancing individual preferences, 
um, really wanting to bring in and, and sustain and nurture the team that we have. And because we're having these conversations, I've been thinking a lot about what kind of environment do we need to, to thrive as a business and to make sure that we can continue to innovate. Um, my background is in environmental science. Uh, that's what I studied as an undergrad. And like most recent grads, I came out of school and had no idea what, what kind of jobs were available in the market. Um, but environmental science is a very interdisciplinary degree. It's a very generalist degree. And I found product management to be such an interesting field because it allows you to touch lots of different parts of the organization. And it's all about systems integrations. It's all about understanding motivations and, and how one aspect can have a ripple effect through through an environment. And, and so I've really taken that into my product work and how I think about product and how I think about how we should shape the office environment. And it isn't just the physical office that you go to every day. It is also the office that you have at home. Is that conducive for you to, to interact with your colleagues, to have the focus time? I think one of the mistakes that was made in the past about having an open floor plan was this idea that people need to come together for these collisions and they need to, to think you know, broadly and, and spill over their ideas. I've been recently reading a great book, um, which has been a huge part of my product career, which is Where Good Ideas Come From by Stephen Johnson. And he's also looks at innovation from a really environmental, ecological standpoint and, and how systems work and, and really analyzes what kind of environments facilitate innovation. And we really need to think about the fact that people need to work independently sometimes in more analytical roles or in more analytical parts of the project. But you also need time for the serendipity. And, and Ruth, maybe tell them how we know each other. What's, what was the, how, did, how did we come <laughs> to, to meet? Yeah, no, well, that, that's it. I think it hones in on your point around that being together, clashing heads. So Brie and I met through a colleague of mine, a chap called Charles, who was um, <clears throat> assisting Brie with um, the recruitment of a developer. Um, I overheard, well, I was in the office, and I overheard Charles talking about Imogen as a business, and I couldn't help but listen in on his call, because you know, the business sounded fantastic. I'm like, hold on, what's with who? Like, tell me more, Charles, tell me more. Um, and it was that conversation that sparked my interest in really wanting to find out about Imogen as an organisation. And I was like, Charles, you have to introduce me to Brie. Um, and yeah, we, we got talking, Charles made an introduction, you know, we got talking and then we started talking about product and Brie's team, uh, plan to kind of scale up the product team internally. Um, and then, you know, fast forward nine, ten months, however long it is, you know, we're sat here doing a podcast together. Um, I think that really hones in on your point around when you're together, had we been working from home the whole time, I wouldn't have heard that phone call. I wouldn't have expressed that interest. And But because, yeah. because we have the capability to do both, we've mm. also had lots of communications over the phone before we mm. met face-to-face. -face, and I think that barrier became a lot lower and the expectation of reaching out to people that you don't really know and building relationships with colleagues you've never met. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are still members of our team that I've physically never sat in the same room with, and we have great working relationships, and we've had to build something without the luxury of coming together. 
um, you know, over the pandemic, it was the hardest thing to imagine was facilitating a workshop mm-hmm. online. And, and I've kind of come through that period and realized that there are lots of times where being at home is actually really an advantage. You know, you, you can focus and being on a Teams or a Zoom call and the comfort that everyone has with those technologies, the the kind of expectation that, of course, we'll just set up a meeting and that could be right now, that could be tomorrow, means that we've had the ability to reach out to so many more of our clients and build and, and foster relationships in a way that if we had relied on just getting to their offices or them to ours, we probably wouldn't have caught made as much ground or, or had as much progress, but we now have a lot more frequent communication and we're able to reach out to more folks more often and to strangers as well. We're, we're employing some technologies to do quite a lot of testing with potential users to make sure that we're designing for anyone that would want to use our products. And I think that's the real benefit that's come out of this. So it, to me, there there is a balance to be struck. I mean, what kind of feedback do you get from candidates that perhaps are, are all or nothing that want to be in the office five days a week or want to be in not at all. Have you had any of those experiences? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I'd say less of the latter. Um, you know, I, th- I think there's a real thirst for more so fully remote. Um, stems from a number of reasons. I think a lot of people feel they can do that role. You know, it's, it's, Product's one of the ones that I get least pushback. Um, and it's easier, for, from my point of view, when I'm you know, talking to candidates about an organisation um, and outlining the kind of the hybrid policy, uh, how many days that means, because it does vary from company to company. Product is an area where, because you're such an integral part of the team, or the business, I guess, both from a tech point of view and a business point of view, there is that need to really be together and, and discuss those ideas. Mm-hmm. So from, from products, um, we see least pushback, I would say. There is still an element of a lot of people that feel they can do it fully remote, mm-hmm. um, particularly in the contract market. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, <clears throat> where, we, um, where we see a bit more pushback for those that want to do fully remote is... Um, what kind of, you know, your devs, the guys that are uh, honed in on a particular well, project. But and, and if you, you know, there's code pairing and there's there's lots mm. of different tech, uh, methodologies that will lend themselves to one style or another, um, I would say that, you know, there are a proliferation of tools that allow for better communication mm-hmm. that actually mean you're more likely to be able to connect with people that perhaps would prefer to be working more autonomously. Um, because it's the barrier is lower because you're not necessarily asking them to get on a, a face-to-face call. So you know that they can have the focus time they need yeah. to work independently, which is really essential to their role, but you have just as much connectivity to them to, to be able to, to share those ideas and to build on them and to do the design reviews and, and to make sure that they're understanding the customer feedback. Cool. And that is sort of caters to lots of different personalities. But yeah, I think, I think it really is a spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it comes down to what is the right balance because I think, well, like you said, you know, the colleagues getting together, it's, it's a vital, you know, it's a vital part. You know, if you rewind the clocks three, four years ago, it was what was expected. Yeah. Um, 
you know, for fully remote or hybrid isn't completely new. And as a result of the pandemic, it's been around for loads right. of years. But I think the pandemic has had a major shift on people's attitudes towards it. And it's changed the expectation. Um, but yeah, it's about finding that right balance that works both for the organisation and what they're trying to achieve, and also the career aspects of the career. Do any of the companies you work with talk about throwing out floor plans or completely changing the physical space to try to pull people back in, to, to make it a more interesting, inviting space where these collisions can happen? I mean, is that is that on the agenda for, or is it just sort of happening in the background? Do you think that there's yeah. a lot of redesign going there's, on? Yeah, more and more of it. Um, hot desking is is more and more common um, and I think this is quite common across multiple sectors not just in product tech wherever you go I think more people want to encourage not you come in this is your desk you stay here nine till five most companies are transitioning away from that um, what about those that maybe have restrictions on their work and their yeah. work environment of course um, I think anyone working on a in particular, um, hardware products. I think that's that there is a certain challenge there, of course, because they're working in a lab. It's on a physical product; you can't exactly take it home with you. Um, <laughs> some some companies in the biotech sector, um, medtech sectors, um, some consultancies that we partner with, that they have those challenges more so. Um, but that's you know that's more hardware based. I think they still give a level of autonomy to the software guys. However, then it's that mix and that kind of, you know, the other side want what they don't have. Yeah, um, and you probably so it's about have to having that balance. You have to be just as conscious that there are some boundaries or some restrictions that will not allow for as much fluidity, mm -hmm. and so you will actually have to build in that fluidity yeah. to make sure that those folks are getting as much exposure to one another as possible. Um, do you hear of companies setting sort of in-office days? Yes, I was just going to touch on that actually. Um, sorry, not in-office days. Um, that that is to answer your question in terms of in-office days. I think that's more to do with if they've got a particular project deadline. Um, you'll see more of that. Like, okay, guys, we need you in for this because we need to deliver on these um, by this date. Um, there are some companies that will have. And it's, it's not always mandatory, um, but we'll be, I don't know, say like a Wednesday, as this is the day we all kind of come in, clash ideas, and work together. There are companies that I was going to touch on, actually, that also have fully in-office. Okay. Which is, you know, whether it's right or wrong, it works for them. Um, and I've, I've always asked them, you know, what, why is this the policy? Why, why do you still... Because they're, they're fully aware of how the market yeah. is moving. You know, they're, they're not naive to think that <clears throat> this is the norm. Um, and, and usually it's always the same reasoning. Uh, and it's always from a learning and development point of view. Um, so newer, more junior members of the team, the more exposure they have to the more senior, seasoned people within that organisation, the experience that they can lean on, the experience that they can pick up on, they're building their own tools, and, they're yeah. building their own ability to build new ideas. Yeah, absolutely. So, so there's that element too. 
Um, so yeah, a real mix, I guess, in terms of people's stances on it. Um, leaders wrong, leaders right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite a fun challenge to figure out how to... We have an opportunity because of, like any good cataclysm, any big mm. event, you know, this, this shuffles up the board again and we, we get to kind of redesign it in a way that makes sense going forward that allows people to have that work-life balance. So... Any travel coming up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, quite a lot actually. Um, <laughs> I was going to touch on actually. I was listening to a podcast last night, um, and it was talking about this whole remote working aspect. And um, I, I can't remember the name. I'll have to. I'll include the link in the comments uh, when I can dish it out. But um, it was a really interesting point that was raised that um, as a result of remote working. I think there's another level of intimacy between colleagues mm -hmm. as a result of that. And I never even thought about this, but you know, we 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 sit on a Zoom call with our colleagues and we get to see inside their home. Um, we get to I don't know meet their pets or their children walking around, and and I feel like that also creates a level of personal relationship that you never had with uh, with another colleague and a, a bit of an insight into your life and. You know, the pictures in the background are oh, who are they and you know it's sort of a, a sort of physical uh, icebreaker yeah I, I know, know a little bit more about you I can be a bit more uh, empathetic about what's mm. what's your life looks like and um, I can think about you know I think it's those lovely little conversations that you have when you realize that you both are really interested in these travel books or that board game or you yeah. also uh, seem to be a big fan of that particular series of movies <laughs> or whatever um, that you're right there is that yeah. lovely kind of common ground that, that comes that every time you see them and, and those are the interactions we were used to sort of having in the office um, but yeah it sort of accelerated that so it's, a, it's well, that's it, yeah it's um, it kind of transcends transcends that um, that personal relationship you have with your colleagues um, but um, yeah, um, when, when it comes to balance, what's what's the right answer? What do you what do you think? Um, I think <laughs> <laughs> I got one in eleven. <laughs> um, I would say, in terms of balance, I think it comes down to like anything. You want a variety of styles, and you want a variety of people. Um, with different backgrounds and different preferences working across different aspects of the project and there are days and times and people that will skew towards one end of the spectrum or the other but as businesses we need to be really flexible and make sure we have a combination because it's only through that collection that that variety of ideas and that variety of styles that we're actually going to be able to to innovate in a better way. Well, there we go. So, yeah, there's, there's no right or wrong answer. It's all about fluidity. Uh, we'll be keen to hear your thoughts, so uh, please do comment below and let us know what you think the right balance is. And thanks for tuning in.